Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. There is a rainbow party in my mouth if you go look at TikTok. So, I hope yesterday's episode was fun. I haven't recorded it yet. Uh, let's, we'll see what happens. Ah! So, the first word in this episode is the second form of cup. It is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to treat by cupping. And we'll learn about cupping later this episode. 2A, to curve into the shape of a cup, as in, cupped his hands around his mouth, to yell very loudly, to be, to place in or as if in a cup. Uh, what is going to be the sound effect? Um, I had a thought. Oh, yes, I think it's going to be just like a, just like a, pew, something, something like that, I think is good. Pew. Yeah, let's do that. All right, the uh, the next word is cup bearer. One word, the one who bears the cup. Noun from the 15th century. One who has the duty of filling and handing around the cups in which wine is served. It's a very important job to fill the wine and hand out the wine. Pew. Next is cupboard, but it is spelled cupboard. I'm not sure why. Is it the, the place where you put the cups and it's shaped like a board? Cupboard. Noun from 1530. A closet with shelves where dishes, utensils, and food is kept. Also just a small closet. Uh, that's, that's what it is. Doesn't give me any etymology. I would like some etymology to, to learn why it's called cupboard and why we pronounce it cupboard. Pew. Next word is cupcake. I think it's going to be hard to pick a word of the episode, this one. Cupcake. Noun from 1828. A small cake baked in a cup-like mold. The mold, it, there's usually maybe six or twelve or maybe even 24 of these cups in this metal dish that you put in the oven and you just put a little bit of cake batter in each one and there's a little there's a little uh, frilly paper thing around it and it is it's called a cupcake because it is literally a cake a cake in the shape of a cup a cupcake and then you put some frosting on it and what flavor is this cupcake the cake the cake has a flavor and the frosting has a flavor and maybe you can put other things on the frosting and uh, i think they say the the best way to eat these is to cut off the bottom half of the cake and put it on top of the frosting and then you can eat it like a sandwich it's a cupcake sandwich Pew. next is cupel or cupel cupel uh, cup yes cupel or cupel C-U-P-E-L. First form, noun from 1605. A small, shallow, porous cup, especially of bone ash, used in assaying, used in assaying, to separate precious metals from lead. I think I got these. <coughs> oh, that was good. Okay, so uh, it's a porous cup, bone ash, Assaying. I feel like that's with the sciency stuff. Says, yeah, you're separating the precious metals from the lead, and you need to use this very special bone ash porous shallow 
small cupel. It is from the French cupel, which is a diminutive of coupe, which means cup. Yeah, it just means cup. It's That's all it is. Pew. Next is uh, cupel again. Cupel or cupel. But, uh, second form. Transitive verb from 1644. To refine by means of a cupel. So you're using the... I don't even know how to say this word anymore. Cupel. You're using the cupel to do some cupelling. Uh, That's the uh, separating the metals from the lead. And cupeller, or I would assume you could also say cupeller, that is a noun. The one, the cupeller, is cupelling with the cupel. Next is cupellation. What do you think this is? Noun from circa 1691. Refinement as of gold or silver in a cupel by exposure to high temperature in a blast of air by which the unwanted metals are oxidized. Maybe we should find, I don't know, a video or a Wikipedia page or something that explains this process more if you want to learn about it and go go be a cupeller. Uh, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Next word is cupful. Noun from the 12th century, and the plural forms could be either cupfuls or cupsful. Either way, S, S in the middle or S at the end. So one, as much as a cup will hold. Depends on the cup that you've got. A cupful as an amount of volume could be lots of different amounts. It all depends on your cup. Number two is the number seven definition for the word cup, which is a half pint or eight fluid ounces. It's a cup full, a full, a cup full of stuff. Next is cup fungus. Two words, noun from circa 1905. Any of an order of mostly saprophytic Ascomocetus fungi, I'm going to come back to those words, with a fleshy or horny apothecium that is often colored and typically shaped like a cup, saucer, or disc. A cup, saucer, or disc. You put the, you put the cup on the saucer and you, you put it all together and then you can have a little tea party. All right. So the order name is Pezizales. I don't know if I said that right, but it looks good. Uh, okay, mostly saprophytic, I think that's how you say that word, Ascom, um, let's see, mycetus, ascomycetus fungi. Saprophytic ascomycetus fungi. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, fleshy or horny, what is this, apothecium. That's, um, maybe that's the top of the fungi. Yeah, maybe we gotta post a picture of this cup fungus because it looks like it sounds like it looks interesting. <clears throat> Next is Cupid with a capital C. Noun from the 14th century. I think we're definitely gonna have to post some some fun pictures of Cupid on social media. Hey, it's at Dictionary Pod if you didn't know that. Does anybody look at this stuff? One 
the Roman god of erotic love, and then compare to the word eros, E-R-O-S, which I think is the Greek god of also probably erotic love. Uh, we'll, we'll learn when we get to the E's. And maybe we should put, uh, put a link to uh, more information about Cupid in the show notes. Cupid, man, he's a, he's a Roman god, but then they make him look all... I mean, maybe he's supposed to look all like cherubic and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like that there's just something about... Cupid gets used a lot more than most of the other Roman gods, I think. Number two, this one is not capitalized. A figure that represents Cupid as a naked, usually winged boy, often holding a bow and arrow. So, uh, yeah, we maybe maybe the Roman god of erotic love is does not look like a naked, winged boy. We gotta we gotta f- learn more about Cupid. Next is cupidity. Cupidity almost sounds like stupidity, but it's not. Noun from the 15th century. One, inordinate desire for wealth. And synonyms are avarice and greed. Uh, Number two, strong desire. And the synonym is lust. So that is definitely related to Cupid, erotic. I mean, not specifically erotic love, but more about desire. Like if you get hit with Cupid's arrow, you're like, oh my God, I'm so lustful for this first thing that I saw. Uh, I have much desire for it. And then we can definitely connect that to uh, avarice and greed. I don't remember what avarice means, but I'm pretty sure it's similar to greed. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I just want all the stuff, desiring everything. That's not very Buddhist. Cupid, or at least cupidity, is not very Buddhist. What is the etymology of this? Um, well, I mean, I think we're pretty sure it's from Cupid, but it's there's other Latin words like cubititas, cupid, cupiditas. Uh, there's more at the word covet, C-O-V-E-T. Yeah, you covet something, you want it, you love it, you want it, you need it. Pew! Next is Cupid's Bow. Two words, capital C, apostrophe S, Cupid's Bow. Noun from 1567. A bow that consists of two convex curves, usually with recurved ends. And how is this different from normal bows? Does Cupid have a special bow? Convex curves? I don't know. I'd have to see a picture of this. Because uh, I'm not visualizing this in my head. Two convex curves, usually with recurved ends. Oh, is it like, um, I don't know. Maybe I have a thought in my head, but we, we need to find a, a picture or something. And and why? Why does Cupid get a special bow that nobody else gets? Pew! That's the sound Cupid's bow make, makes. Wow. Speak good, man. Pew! Cup of tea is next cup of tea it's in here three words from 1932 one something one likes or excels in as in i see already that storytelling isn't my cup of tea and that is a quote from john barth but then also a person suited to one's taste so a person can be somebody's cup of tea 
and I know that there are definitely people who are not my cup of tea, and there are other people who are my cup of tea. What is my cup of tea? Reading out loud might be a cup of tea that I can drink. Number two, a thing to be reckoned with, and the synonym is matter, M-A-T-T-E-R, as in poltergeists are a different cup of tea. Yes, they are a different matter that you need to reckon with. That is a quote from D.B.W. Lewis. Who has three initials before their last name? D.B.W. Lewis. I wonder what all that stands for. Uh, Okay, cup of tea. What's your cup of tea? Let me know if you want. Next is cupola or cupolo, even though it's spelled C-U-P-O-L-A. Noun from 1549. 1A. A rounded vault resting on a usually circular base and forming a roof or a ceiling. And maybe we should post a picture of a cupola. 1B. A small structure built on top of a roof. How are we going to get up there? Number two, a vertical cylindrical furnace for melting iron in the foundry that has two years and tapping spouts near the bottom. Uh, okay, it, you melt iron in this thing. It has two years, which uh, is spelled T-U-Y-E-R-E-S. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that one correctly, but, you know, we don't really care anymore. Uh, tapping spouts near the bottom. So you maybe that's where you... Maybe you can tap the melted iron out of this thing and fill up a glass. Three, a raised observation post in the roof of a railroad caboose. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I remember seeing a little thing that sticks out of the caboose. The cupola of a caboose. Cupolid or cupolode, that is an adjective... And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's spelled with an E-D after cupola. So at the end is A-E-D, which looks a little bit weird. Cupa, cupolid. Um, it's from Latin, the Latin word uh, cupa. Yeah, C-U-P-A. And that means tub. So it's just, it's just a tub. Next is cuppa. C-U-P-P-A, noun from 1934. It is chiefly British, although I do think um, other people like Americans are starting to say this as well, I feel like. It's just a cup of tea. Uh, It is short for cuppa tea. That's two words, which is a pronunciation spelling of cup of tea. So it went from cup of tea to cuppa tea. And then just down to cuppa. You want a cuppa? That they, they say this. They you watch you watch uh, TVs and movies and go to England and you will hear people say this. Next is cupping. Noun from the 14th century. An operation of drawing blood to the surface of the body by use of a glass vessel evacuated by heat. So they put this glass vessel usually on your back and then they 
uh, either put heat around it so it creates this vacuum or you can they can suck out the air to create the vacuum and then it pulls all the blood to the surface and then they'll either let it sit there or they'll move it around the body to sort of like break up the fascia and get the blood moving to that area and uh, and it's supposed to help and I think it does help for a lot of people uh, so that's good. I actually have had this done uh, when I was getting acupuncture. They did do uh, a little bit of cupping. Um, it was the kind where they would move it around a lot just to, you know, get everything moving. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people say it hurts. I personally didn't have a problem with that. Um, but that's just me. Pew. Next is cuppy. Adjective from 1882. One, resembling a cup. Two, full of small depressions, as in a cuppy racetrack. I imagine a horse racetrack, and there are probably lots of small depressions because of the horse's feet, the hooves, uh, you know, digging into whatever that material is. I'm sure there's different types, uh, dirt maybe. So yeah, there's going to be lots of small depressions, and it just looks like uh, somebody went through with a cup and just scooped out lots of little places. Cuppy. Pew. This was the cup episode. Um, okay, our last word is a prefix, C-U-P-R, or you could put an I at the end, or an O. Cupra, cupri, cupro. Uh, it means, number one, copper, as in, cup- uh, how do you say this word? Cupriferous? Cupriferous, yeah. Number two is copper and, as in cupro-nickel or cupro-nickel. Uh, yeah, cupro-nickel. So that would be copper and nickel. Yes, yeah, just from the Latin cuprum, and there's more at the word copper. So today we had cup, cup-bearer, cupboard, cupcake, cupel, cupel, Cupellation, cupful, cup fungus, cupid, cupidity, cupid's bow, cup of tea, cupola, cuppa, cupping, cuppy, and cupper. Oh, geez. What what are we supposed to pick? Um, I mean, I think, let's see. You can put, you can store food in a cupboard, and that's great. You can eat a cupcake, and that's pretty great. Uh, let's see, let's see. Trying to think of this. I'm not a big fan of tea, to be perfectly honest. It's not like I have a tea time. I don't do that. A lot of people do. Apologies. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just not a thing that I grew up with or really care about. Although, I do like, I do like it in the sense of like, oh, let's just stop and take a break. It's just a break time. And I, that, I enjoy that. Uh, let's see, let's pick, I mean, come on, we got to pick cupcake as the word of the episode, right? Cupcake, I'm gonna eat a cupcake. What flavor cupcake is it? I don't know. I'm just gonna eat it blindfolded and find out later. All right, I would like a cupcake now. Thank you very much. Oh, let's see. What's Oh, man, we watched three movies last night. Three from Hell from Rob Zombie because we're preparing to talk to somebody tonight on YouTube about Rob Zombie movies. I'll post a link later. 
We also watched Super Bob, which stars Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, and he was one of the writers. It was directed by somebody else. Oh, man, I love this movie, and you should watch it. Super Bob. Uh, and then we watched Gremlins 2, because I hadn't seen it since it came out, and I love it way more than I should, way more than I did when I was younger. It is completely bonkers ridiculous, um, but it's done so, I think, on purpose, and it's just a wild romp and very silly and stupid. And then you have to watch the Key and Peel sketch about Gremlins 2 afterwards, because it's just amazing. They are amazing. All right, this is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Do all of the sharing things, the reviewing, the commenting, whatever you want to do, do it. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.